And Alexei Kirikisha with the Fata Morgana Band, originally from Ukraine and living in the United States for, oh, at least a couple of decades now. And that song was Oy Upolinevka in the Cornfield. Dobry večer, šanovni radio suhači, ta vitaju vas vsih na radio peredaču naš holos, radio Krinskoho Korinja. Katera podjeti vam, jak svečajna što subote o šosti odeni, na bahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina Makwari, djakuju što vebule suhačama sredni večeri, ta rišala perebuta zimnaju na stupnu hodenu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paulette Demchuk-McQuarrie, Pokrinska Pavlina, and I'm delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you. We have a book review for you. Myra Junik is back with Knishka Corner, and she'll be reviewing Marsha Fortrick-Skripik's latest novel, Don't Tell the Enemy, about Ukrainians in World War II fighting off Soviet and Nazi invaders. As well, we'll be speaking with the wild and crazy Brian Cherwick of the Kubasonics, now located in Newfoundland, and uh, some of the interesting things that they're doing there. As well, we've got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, back to the theme of fields, we've got Volodymyr Verminsky now with Oy Upoli Ruta Ruta, a red rue in the field. Oyu poli, ruta ruta, na tiru tikvitka. Шануй мене, мій маленький, баняли шкрихітка. Як не нимиш шанувати, не будеш нямати, бо я тобі не грушечка в саду коштувати. Бо грушечку покуштуєш, та й далі закинеш. А без неї молодої марно ти загинеш. Було тобі не рубати зеленого дуба, Було тобі та й не брати, коли ти не люба. Було тобі не рубати зеленого дуба, Було тобі та й не брати, коли їм ти не люба. Було милий не ламати зелену лішину, Було милий та й не брати молоду дівчину. Na 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 na
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. folk rock group from Ukraine called Teen Sonsia and Yikale Kozaki, the Riding Cossacks, and also uh, another alternate title of that song, Slaves Were Not Allowed Into Paradise. Up next, bringing it a little closer to home, we've got Rosa from Montreal, a lovely trio of young ladies, and here they are with Lvivsky Vachir, Evening in Lviv. Chick for me, 
Corner book reviews by Myra Junik. Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Marsha Forchuk Skripuk's novel Don't Tell the Enemy. Skripuk bases her novel on the real life experiences of Katerina Sikorska and her daughters, Hrishta and Maria, who hid three Jewish friends in their home during the Holocaust. Hrishta is now a retiree who lives in Toronto. Skripuk started working on this project as non-fiction, but her research convinced her that the novel format was more appropriate. Skripuk changed some of the details to enhance the narrative. For example, in the novel Hrishta is 12 years old. However, the real-life Hrishta was only 8 years old in 1941, though her courageous actions were that of a mature individual. It is June 28, 1941, and the Soviet army is retreating from Hrishta's village of Vitrech in Ukraine. The Soviet occupation has brought nothing but suffering for her family. After her father dies of cancer, Hrishta's family relies heavily on her uncle. However, the Soviets mercilessly kill several members of her uncle's family as they retreat before the Nazis. At first, the Nazi occupiers seemed to be an improvement on the Soviets. These soldiers brought us coffee and chocolate, far different from the two years of hunger, murder, and terror the Soviets had brought us. We were giddy with relief. The Germans are seen as liberators, even initially supporting Ukrainian independence. However, these positive feelings do not last. Farms, food, and livestock are confiscated in order to resettle displaced Germans. Was this the hunger plan? To take food away from us so that we died? Hrishja's family is starving, but they are not too desperate to help her friend Dalek and his family, who have been forced to give up everything and live in the Jewish ghetto. They share what little food they have, and secretly hide Dalek, Leon, and Mr. Siegel in a desperate effort to save their lives. Will any of them survive if the Nazis discover their secret? This powerful novel gives young readers a shocking picture of what it was like to live in Ukraine during World War II, 
under both Soviet and Nazi occupation. Hrishcha and her mother are resilient and courageous characters who defy the Nazis to help their Jewish friends. Their relatives are also involved in the Ukrainian insurgency. These bold actions were not for the faint of heart. If any of them were discovered, they could lose their lives. The strength of this novel lies in the details of life during World War II in Ukraine. Readers will be shocked by the brutality of the Soviets and the Nazis. The Soviets kill Khrushchev's uncle Roman, as well as her cousin Yosef. The Nazis massacre countless Jews. Who is better? The Ukrainian nation was caught between two unimaginable alternatives in the Second World War, heartless Soviet rule or callous and cold-blooded Nazi rule. Despite this situation, Hrishcha's courage shines. Her family shows remarkable compassion despite the horrific consequences. Ukrainian determination to fight for freedom is highlighted by Hrishcha's cousin Boris. This country doesn't belong to Stalin, and it doesn't belong to Hitler. Even without our leaders, we'll do what we can to resist. Marsha Forchuk Skripuk lives with her family in Brantford, Ontario. She has received numerous honors for her picture books and young adult novels. Skripuk's award-winning trilogy of novels about World War II includes Stolen Child, Making Bombs for Hitler, and underground soldier. Making Bombs for Hitler won the Silver Birch Award in 2012 and was on the 2014 shortlist for the Kobzad Literary Award. Skripuk's Underground Soldier was a finalist for the 2016 Kobzad Literary Award. Don't Tell the Enemy is a powerful, thought-provoking novel about both Soviet and Nazi occupations of Ukraine during the Second World War which will live in readers' minds and hearts long after they have turned the final page. It is available at Chapters and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Головна мета Ukraine War Amps це допомога пораненим воїнам та патріотам, які захищають свободу своєї країни у сьогоднішній війні за Україну. Ukraine War Amps представляє програму Всинови солдата. З вашою підтримкою наша організація зможе передавати принаймні 50 доларів США щомісяця для цільової підтримки якомога більшого числа українських героїв. 100% зібраних коштів буде передано напряму героям, пораненим у війні за Україну. Програма «Всинови солдата» будує унікальний зв'язок між вами і солдатом, якого ви підтримуєте. Все починається з вас. Візьміть під опіку солдата. Підтримайте героя України. Я був полустанцем в козацькій борні. Славного Богдана в визвольній війні. Навіть на страту замужністю йшов Я був повстанцем за свободу лив кров Я був сотником у залізняка В гайдамацьких загонах хартувалась рука Крізь огнисту броні шли до бою ми знов Постанцем за правду кров Я був чорним вороном, покідним до тіні У холодного яру останні години Хто ворогу здався, кого страх поборов Прийде по станиці, пролля вашу кров я був лісовим братом на Волині До кінця опирався червоній лавині 
Від безсилої люті скаржинів людолов Я повстанець 20-го лютого на Майдані Проти снайперів, паркоту та поліцаїв Так добре напал, на броні запалав я повстав за свободу, свою кров проливав. Я повстанцем залишуся, аж до загину. Не прогнати мене і своєї країни, Щоб зрадницький виплід у пекло зійшов. Я полюю на сході, кипить моя кров. Я повстанець, і кипить моя кров Я повстав за свободу Тече моя кров Another popular group from Ukraine called Komovnez and Povstanets, Freedom Fighter. Up next, from their brand new CD, Kub Funland, the Kubisonics and... Mala Yamuja, my husband beat me. Малая 
Vesuhite radio predaču naš Holos Radio Krinskoho Korinja na bahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina. You're listening to Naš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Last November, I had the great good fortune to speak with Brian Sherwick of the Kubasonics about their most recent CD called Kub Funland, as well as a tour that they embarked on last summer and other interesting things that they're doing there in Newfoundland. Here is that interview. So if you're a listener of Nash Holos, the name Kubasonics is a very familiar one. We've been enjoying their music since their first album and all the ones since, including their latest, their fifth, and that's called Kubfunland. Now, that sort of rhymes with Newfoundland, which is not exactly a coincidence since that is where the most recent album was recorded and where this incarnation of the Kubasonics is currently located. We have on the line the uh, lead man, the... Uh, brains and brilliance behind this incredible group with us on Skype and uh, he's kindly agreed to give us some of his time out of his very busy schedule. So welcome Brian, thanks for joining us. Vitayu. Hi, thanks uh, thanks for having us on your show. So what the heck are you doing out there in Newfoundland? You've been setting the world on fire, you're touring, you're recording, you're doing all podcasts, all kinds of stuff. What are you up to right now? I think you've been you're just back from a trip. Well, we were in uh, Eastern Europe and uh, what you folks would call Eastern Canada, I guess, during the summer. So uh, we started out our tour in, in uh, Montreal and Ottawa. Then we were in uh, in Ukraine, in Poland, in Slovakia, Romania, and then uh, finished up our tour back in Toronto at the Ukrainian Festival there. So we got, we got a lot of miles under our belt over the summer, yes. Yeah, no kidding. So how were you received in Ukraine? This is not your first trip to Ukraine, though, is it? And Eastern Europe? No, uh, we were there. The Edmonton version of the Kubusonics was in Ukraine in, in 2008. But it was a shorter tour. We only played a couple of festivals and a couple of other concerts. So we were there only really for about uh, a little under two weeks. Uh, but this time we were there, uh, you know, for a good chunk of the month of August. So uh, mm, wow. playing throughout Western Ukraine and uh, then all those kind of neighboring countries along the border. Wow. So did they remember you? Some some of the people that I'm in contact with all the time remembered us. You know, we, uh, you know, we made friends the first time we were there. And I've been back many times since doing their various projects there. And uh, so, you know, there's a community mostly of musicians that I'm in contact with, but mm-hmm. other other people in the arts uh, field as well. And so we had some people that, uh, that did remember us from the time before, including uh, we played in a couple of, well, certainly at least one of the places that I had played once before and, uh, and, and had an equally good or even better reception this time. So. Hmm. so you have new fans in Ukraine, I guess, people that just uh, that you were new to them? Oh, many. Yes, absolutely. Because we played for uh, a lot of, uh, uh, well, first of all, in places that we hadn't played before. And next of all, uh, some really big festivals. So, uh, you know, in some of the the places we played, there were like over 10,000 people at our show. And uh, so, you know, that's a lot more people than we had played to previously. So, you know, and uh, we, we got to a lot of other spots, you know, where people had had heard maybe about us or but had never actually seen us play obviously and so uh you know one of the things with the, this recent incarnation of the band is that musicians are all good musicians but we also like try and make an effort to to really put together a good live performance a good stage show so that people have something to watch as long as as well as listen to so People are always really impressed with the level of energy and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I've seen some of your YouTube videos, and you guys do move a lot. <laughs> so oh yes. <laughs> so you're now in Newfoundland, and you've been there three uh, years. This now? is uh, six years now. Six. Wow, where does yes. that time go? <laughs> oh yes. So you came to Newfoundland, and 
there was probably not very many other Ukrainians there. Yeah, we always make a joke that when people ask us, are there a lot of Ukrainians in Newfoundland? I say, yes, they all live in my house. <laughs> it's not really true. There are quite a few others here. And over the over the you know time we've been here, we've met up with with many of them. Lots of them are are here for just short periods of time. Some are university students that come, you know, for uh, you know graduate studies. Uh, we used to have uh, quite a few that were people working in the oil industry, but you know now that oil's kind of down a little bit, so they're they've gone. But uh, but there are a few other families that are here for the long haul, so we we tr- we try and connect with them if we can. So what was it like coming from Edmonton, which is like the Ukrainian capital of Canada, <laughs> to to a place where the only Ukrainians live in your house? Well, a little bit. You know, <laughs> it's a big shock, but I mean, for us, it's an opportunity to, uh, you know, to get a message and, and get our music out to people that would never have, have heard it otherwise. And also uh, to play for people that have no kind of, preformed kind of idea of what music Ukrainian music is you know so even on the prairies if you say well you play Ukrainian music you know most people on the prairies whether they're Ukrainian or not have heard one one type or another of that and they all you know they already have that kind of image in their mind of it might be a band that they saw at a wedding or it might be a choir that they heard at a concert or it might be the music that's you know played when you see a dancing group or mm-hmm. any of those things mm-hmm. and out here, people had no idea what to expect. So, you know, the first couple of times I played by myself at some concerts and, you know, showed up with a cymbala or a bandura and, it, you know, I might as well have landed a spaceship from another planet. <laughs> they had no clue what the heck that was. But, I mean, the, the great thing here is that there's a, a really open community of musicians and a really and, and the public is really open to all kinds of interesting music as well. So, you know... Uh, People have the stereotype that Newfoundland music's all that sort of Irish, you know, mm-hmm. kind of music, and it, that is very popular, and it's one style of music that's really popular here. But there's every other kind of music as well, and audiences are are open to listening to anything as long as it's you know done well. And so, mm. so they've really, you know, been enjoying what we do, and uh, it, it's especially funny to see people try to sing along with us, even though they don't <laughs> in Ukrainian. But there's and we have we have a there's quite a few people that come to their shows more, you know, often. Uh-huh. Like they they try and see us, but there's a there's a there's a group of young people. Like I'd say they're university or past university age, but they come to absolutely every show. I think that we played there out there at all of them, and they've been asked, "Can you write out all the words for your songs? We want to sing along with you." Oh, <laughs> so, isn't that sweet? Yeah, yeah, but they do their best. Uh, they do the best that they can with what they can gather out of stuff. So yeah. Oh sure. But yeah. it's also you know. Uh, especially in Ukraine when people were asking me questions about that because their first impression or stereotype about Canada is that they know about the places where Ukrainians are, like, you know, Toronto where there's a large population or Montreal or the prairies of, you know, Mm -hmm. Western Canada. And, uh, you know, I try to explain to them, well, we're in a place where there's almost nobody. And so they say, well, what do you do there? And I'm saying, well, look, it actually gives us a chance to do things that I probably wouldn't do when, if I was living still in Edmonton. Or I do them in a different way, I guess. You know, for example, like if some kind of important event that affects all Ukrainians is happening. Well, say, for example, like we were already living here when the big mm-hmm. uprisings at the Maidan in Ukraine started happening, you mm-hmm. know, and... In a place like Edmonton or Winnipeg or Toronto, like the Ukrainian community could get together downtown in front of the city hall or someplace like that and and have a huge crowd of people and and get the word out that Mm -hmm. something important is happening. And here there's no nobody for me to take except my own kids. And so. Right. But what I could do is go get myself on a concert someplace and then interrupt the concert partway through and say, you know, by the way. Here's something that's, you know, it's important you should know about this. So it's, you know, a way of getting a message across that we probably wouldn't have done otherwise in, in other places. So. Right, right. Now, your, your music has changed a little bit, too. Coop Funland is another great Kubasonics album, and you've, your albums have always been experimental, um, I think, is probably <laughs> safe to say. <laughs> yeah, well, we try to do that, yes. But your music in, in Newfoundland for some odd reason, seems even like more traditional than when you were in Edmonton. Well, it's it's like that on purpose, and it's mostly because of the Newfoundland musicians that play with us. So oh. uh, right right now our, our group is, besides myself, I have my two older children playing with me. So my daughter Maria plays the violin. Uh-huh. My son Jacob plays the drums. 
and we have uh, two fellows who are two of the top sort of local musicians in the St. John's music scene. Darren Brown that plays the guitar and Matt Hender plays the bass. They play other instruments as well, but I mean, that's primarily what they all play. Hmm. And uh, the first time that I was getting this on the go again, I gave them some of our old recordings to listen to. And the things they liked the best were the things that sounded most Ukrainian. They said, look, it, anybody can play a blues song or a country song. But he said, only we could play, I mean, in Newfoundland is what he's getting at. You know, only mm-hmm. we could play something that sounded really Ukrainian. And they liked the things that had different time signatures, some kind of interesting melodic patterns, all of that sort of stuff. So we t- tried to focus more on that music for this audience here. Yeah, I kind of also had in the back of my mind because our our previous uh, kind of music worked really well for the audiences in Western Canada because they could relate to the goofy stuff that we were singing about. <laughs> and it, it didn't work as well when we went to a place like Toronto, for example, where, you know, you have many more people from the more recent uh, wave of, of immigration to Canada. And even the people, like a good bulk of the population there are from the post-war and then the post Mm-hmm. you know, collapse of the Soviet Union kind mm-hmm. of immigrations. And, you know, talking about farming on the prairies didn't didn't really resonate with them that much. Right. And so, you know, these are, most of the songs on this recording are, are, you know, some of them are ones that everybody would recognize right away. And then the rest of them come from, again, like I always try to do, dig into like old kind of other traditions, ritual songs and other kind of songs that maybe are less common, but, you know, come from our wealth of different genres of Ukrainian music and then take those things and twist them around in such a way that they're accessible for our local audience here. Well, and obviously you are resonating with your local audience. You've just had a whack of awards. Tell us about that. Congratulations. (laughs) Many times (laughs) over. (laughs) We were, we were really shocked by all of that. You know, we were ex- super excited because we were actually on the day that we arrived home from Europe was the day they announced the uh, nominations for the Music Canal Award. Music Canal is the Newfoundland Labrador uh, Music Industry Association. And so each year they have a series of awards based on like recordings that come out that year, but also other other things, you know, activity in the in the music industry here. And we were nominated for three awards, but also nominated in those same categories as us were some of the superstar bands from Newfoundland today. And uh, we thought it was an honor just to get on the nomination list. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the awards ceremony. Actually, the uh, the producer of the awards show asked us if we would play at the awards show. And, you know, he said, well, I'll tell you why. We have, you know, lots of nominees who uh, have great music, but it's all kind of quieter relaxing style of music and he said I need something that's up tempo do you think you guys could play something like that I said well I think we could probably find some up tempo piece for you that'll liven up your show and then what did you play so, uh we played the first song off our cd uh Muja and uh, oh. to our shock as well well we had the first shock of the evening was the first award that they handed out uh, that we were nominated for we actually won which was the uh, folk roots uh, group of the year and that was wow. about the only one I thought that they, we might have a chance of winning because I thought, well, perhaps they give the uh, you know the fancier prizes to those superstar groups and they might throw us a bone. But we won that, and then our, our section to come to play came up. And when we finished the song, you know, uh, these these shows run really quickly. Like the producer warned us ahead of time, okay, be at the side of the stage to get on really quickly. And then as soon as you finish, we finished the song, and then I'm. I, collecting all of my wires off the ground and I looked and the whole audience was standing like we got a standing ovation <gasps> and the producers waving at the side of the stage saying stay on the stage stay on the stage <laughs> do another so we, one <laughs> we, well, no not do another one because nope. there's no time for that but oh. You know, oh. to how many like seconds you can stay on the stage and oh, he wow. let us stay on for another half a minute or something to take an extra bow and uh-huh. And then we ended up winning also the group of the year and and the entertainer of the year. So, uh, you know, all three things that we were nominated for, uh, we won. And then our guitar player also won side musician of the year. So altogether, we ended up with four awards. Wow, congratulations. What a coup. And isn't that just great validation? Especially when it's not, you know, like, I mean, we appreciate, certainly appreciated all the support we get from the Ukrainian community all the time. But it's certainly nice, you know, when people from outside our community can also see that, that you know, there's something 
of value and of interest in 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 what our people are doing. Right. Yeah. And it, it's I mean t- starting to take it mainstream, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're uh, since that thing we've been nominated for another prize. <laughs> it's called Borealis Music Prize. So it's a uh, it's a it's a it's an award that's uh, I don't know who it's voted on exactly. I think it's more by other musicians and and uh music critics and stuff like that so we're, we're on the long list for that wow there'll be a short list come out at the end of the month and then the prize is awarded in the beginning of next year so you know again surprised to be on that list and then uh there was a conference connected with that award ceremony so now we've been invited to play at a bunch of mainstream festivals in in various parts of canada so wow so hopefully we'll get the message out to even more people Fantastic. So uh, getting talking about getting the message out, uh, one of the things that I loved about your sec, it was a second album, Big Beat Music, was how you did that Coop's commentary and you talked all about this, each song, the story behind the song. And from time to time, I've actually played one of those commentaries before the song. And oh, yes. Was, was it, it was Big Beat Music. Yeah, that was our third CD and I did the that, on, yeah. So you didn't do that with this album or, any, or the fourth one, but you are going to be doing something um, that's along the same lines. You're going to be doing a well, podcast, Well, we have been right? doing it and releasing it little by little. I actually recorded all the parts already, but what we've been doing is uh, releasing uh, from time to time various podcasts. So each one is like a mini show about each of the songs on our latest recording. Fantastic. But what I do besides, I kind of talk about the song a little bit, talk about how we came up with our version of this song. So, you know, what different components came to making it sound the way that we play it. But what I also do is play a whole bunch of other versions of the same song so people can hear who mm-hmm. had these, you know, what other ideas uh, people applied to, the, to those songs in the past. Unfortunately, like lots of Ukrainian uh, records that are made in Canada, you know, people are just maybe not familiar with where those songs come from. Mm-hmm. Like even the bands that are playing them, they know them because... You know, they're they maybe their dad them. or yeah. their uncle played in a band, and they played. You know, they've heard it for years, and mm-hmm. so they just they know it's a good song, and and that's that's how most of these songs get passed down, anyways. But since I've been, you know, poking my nose into these mm-hmm. things and collecting records for years and all of that sort of stuff, I figured, well, I always like to give credit to all the people that came before us and and show, you know, other really interesting ways that you could hear the same piece of music. So. Mm-hmm. Can so that's what each one of these podcasts, you'll hear a bunch of versions by other bands or other singers or performers. And then at the end, you hear how we did it. Cool. How can people find your podcast? The easiest way is uh, if you follow our Facebook page, which is, you know, facebook.com slash Kubasonics. Whenever one comes up, I, I also made like a little video commercial for each mm-hmm. one so that you can see like which instruments we used on there. I kind of give a little bit of a preview as, of some of the music. And then uh, the podcasts themselves are on SoundCloud. So again, if you look at SoundCloud slash Kubasonics, it, it's a place where you can find it. We've actually been thinking about maybe posting them somewhere else as well, just for those people who don't access SoundCloud. Right, right. And you've got some YouTube out there as well? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, we found uh, recently, well, recently, in the, you know, just in the last two years that we've been more active here, uh, we've been posting more things to our Facebook page just because you kind of get a quicker reaction to it. People don't have to go looking for it because mm-hmm. it comes to them. Right. But uh, now what we're we're just you know we took a lot of video this summer while we were traveling various places, so we've been sorting through them and we'll be posting some of those both to the Facebook and then also moving some of those Facebook things onto YouTube as well for the people that don't access Facebook. So okay. so you'll have a bunch of different places where you can find this. Okay, so so Facebook, SoundCloud, and then where can people buy your uh, latest album? Well, if you want a digital version of it, then any one of the online things like iTunes, Bandcamp, uh, Spotify, Google Play, it's all of those. If you want a hard copy, it's in the Yevshan catalog, so people that order stuff mm-hmm. through them can get it. And also... Uh, if you go to our webpage, kubasonics.com, uh, you can send us a note and I can send one directly out to you if you want to get one from there. Okay, awesome. And so what's up next for the Kubasonics? A rest or are you gonna, is there no rest for the Wicked? Well, much. we had a bit of a rest because our guitar player, uh, he plays in another band that uh, as soon as we got home from Toronto, he was home for a day and then back on the plane to Europe and he's been there for two months. So... <laughs> ah. so we've been, we've been doing other stuff getting new things ready 
we're, we're part of a big Newfoundland Christmas show that happens every year here. So they've invited us. We did that one year, uh, a couple years ago. So it's a way to uh, let Newfoundlanders know about some of our winter uh, cycle traditions. Last year, we had our first annual. And so this year, we're planning it again, a second annual uh, Malanka here oh. in St. John's. So, oh, cool. You know, yeah, we had Ukrainian food and we had music and uh, we were dressed up in as various characters from the oh. Malanka story and all of that. So it was, you know, again, getting another aspect of our culture out that people would never, never know about. In Newfoundland, they have a tradition called mummering, right. which is you know, similar to Milanka, people dress yeah. up in costumes and go from house to house and yeah. play music, yeah. which is a lot like our people do. Yeah. So it was easy for them to relate to it, you know, because we'd say, well, it's just our version of that. Wow. So just got invited to play um, at a benefit concert for some, some medical research. And then uh, and then we we're also in the process of just coming up with some new arrangements, new new pieces of music and organizing next summer where we'll hopefully be visiting other parts of Canada, main, mainstream festivals in other parts of Canada. Are you coming out here to the coast, to the West Coast? Uh, we haven't been invited there yet, but we're, <laughs> we'd certainly welcome the invitation, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, Okay. well, West Coast uh, listeners and community organizers, you heard that. Uh, Brian Sherwick and the Kubasonics, um, let's get them out here to, uh, to BC and the West Coast of Canada, and even on Vancouver Island. So thank you so much, Brian, for taking the time to talk to us, fill us in on what's going on there on the other island, on the other side of the country. <laughs> All the best to you, and uh, stay in touch. Thanks again for the album, and looking forward to the next one. Sure, thank you, Paul. Okay.
and two songs that pretty much sum up the work that uh, Brian Sherwick and the Kubasonics are doing. That uh, was two different songs on a variation of a theme, which is the goat. And they were all medleys of folk dances, Irish and Ukrainian, and they were simply called Goat One and Goat Two. Again, the Kubasonics from their CD, Kub Funland. And our proverb of the week translates as one idler recognizes another by his voice. Not sure what the message is there, but there you have it. The proverb of the Ukrainian proverb of the week. And with that, we've come to the end of our program for this week. To wrap things up, we've got the Playboy Band from Edmonton, uh, which is the Kubasonics' hometown, and Vasilya Zachanaya, The Wedding Begins. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich! <laughs> Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.